0: The NBA season is heating up, and Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon have got you covered on The Mismatch. They discuss all the news, the trends, and transactions happening around the league. They also offer their on-court analysis and occasionally get into heated debates. Check out The Mismatch on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Thursday show, June 24th. The year is 2021. Uh, I've already prepped Jesse for this. We are going to get right into card talk. Big picture. Simmons doesn't say a lot, but I got a little bit of a scary text the other day out of the blue. (laughs) took you 17 minutes to get to the lead story today. went on to tell us how we were scoring around too much. That's a fair criticism. I've been saying it for weeks. Right to card talk. No more jokes. He used a line in here that I actually kind of like that I want to make sure we do with our show. Um, It's not about you guys like here's what's happening in the playoffs. It needs to be here's how the NBA playoff is affecting the card market right now. Here's what I think is real. Here's what I think is BS. So William Montgomery Simmons, that's what we're going to. Is that his middle name? I don't know. That's a joke and we're not going to discuss it. Big picture. Go right into it. That's not five to seven minutes of banter. That's less than one. Hit big it, picture NBA playoff movers. I'm glad your tone is like that. We don't need any. Yeah,
1: no, I'm not. I'm serious today.
0: The big picture name to me first off is Trey. So you should pretty well be familiar with what he's been doing. Dominating the NBA the last couple of weeks. It's crazy to me his prices are not higher than they are. What we're seeing, though, is his ultra high end stuff, low numbered stuff, you know, his numbered prism color cards, his low numbered RPAs, doing big money, although still like half of Luka. Part of that is because Luka just came out of the gate crazy high. The other part is because Trey is not getting the respect he deserves. At this point, that's what it is. He's in the Eastern Conference finals. He just beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. And here to me is the underlying reason I love Trey Young values now long term, even though a couple weeks ago I absolutely hated him. Yes, we change opinions on the show at times. I thought Trey was properly rated when Simmons was on here ranting about him, how great he's going to be. You take a team to Eastern Conference Finals and win a game, and maybe they win that series. I don't know, which would just be insane. He has changed his narrative at this point to me.
1: Yes. However, I just want to make a counterpoint. You Because we're comparing him to Luca, right? Before you go on, has Trey performed throughout the season as Luca performed throughout his season?
0: Very good, not as good.
1: So would you not think that that is indicative of pricing right now?
0: It certainly is, and some of it just is hype. You know, when guys have such a crazy high market established at the time of their draft, like Luca was crazy high— Unless you really underperform, it's it's hard. And then when you do perform well, it's hard to catch that initial hype. So Luka's still benefiting from that, as he should be, too. I mean, if you still pull 10 GMs, I think all 10 are going to take Luka. But they're going to pause for a second before not taking Trey, I think. I mean, Trey's played really, really well. Here's why I like him, though, from a hobby perspective. We have not had a superstar villain ever. Not that Trey Young's a bad guy off the court at, at all. Has nothing to do with that. But on court. He's kind of embracing the role of being a bit of a punk, which I'll be honest with you. I love it. Of course you would. Sorry. That's not serious. I'll cut the recording right now. Simmons wants card talk. He doesn't want your, no.
1: <laughs> allow me to interject. You're doing a great job. Uh, keeping I'll it allow serious. you to apologize.
0: So here's why I think he, his persona is going to extremely help his card values. Cause I do think that matters. We've not had a superstar play this villain role. Like last week, game seven, earlier this week, when he gets knocked when he gets knocked down by Dwight Howard playing game seven against Philly, he does like he he grins at him, he smirks, and he's doing his push-ups on the floor. Even game one. And to me, this was just awesome. I mean, I, I know some guys don't like it. I, I thought it was great. He he kind of shimmies, shakes, gets away from Drew Holiday. Giannis doesn't step up to come around the screen, and Trey stands there at the three point line for like eighty six seconds and then just does a nice little shoulder shimmy and then drills the shot. Just everything about Trey, the way he left Madison Square Garden, kissing the fans goodbye. I just, I think it would be awesome to see a superstar talent take on this role of kind, and I say villain, It's that's an overuse of the term, but take on this villain role, I think is going to directly relate to his, I do think there's going to be a relation to his hobby value.
1: Yes, but what about all the guys who are in this for collecting, not for making money? Granted, a villain role gives oh, him a bigger name. Him? If, dude, like, if
0: you're a Trey Young fan, you've got to love this. How that's do you what not I'm love saying. This?
1: If I'm a kid and I'm collecting, they love him. do I kids like love, the villain?
0: Yes, kids love guards, anyways. From a collecting standpoint, I think a safe investment is Trey Young. Now, I, worst case, the Bucks pull out the series and win, and Trey Young gets knocked off. Will there be an off-season dip from what they are right now? Minuscule, in my opinion. I think Trey has shown us he can go to the next level. I don't think you can go wrong buying Trey cards right now, even. Which is weird because most times I'd say you're buying high. I don't, th- I don't know where else he goes. If you buy right now, I don't think you're buying high. I think you're buying at the new floor because either they win the series and go to a finals, which would be incredible, or they lose and people still realize this dude's legit. He's a top 10 type guy next year.
1: Well, looking at his pricing, it would indicate that you're not going to see a huge drop-off because you haven't seen a huge spike either. I think it's been very steady, but on the incline.
0: Yeah, so I like Trey Young. I, I, I just... His personality has won me over. I was not saying this a few weeks ago. I like how he's played. I think he's played unbelievable. Um, I think he's a good buy. If you're buying him to collect him and to hold long term, I don't think I I wouldn't be fearful of, oh, I'm buying at the absolute precipice of his pricing. He hasn't spiked like Jesse just said. He's still cheaper now than the beginning of the year when the market was on fire. I don't think Trey's a bad play in the short term because if he goes and wins this series, we're definitely going to see some movement in pricing. And if you're thinking more long term, I think it's a safe play as well. John Collins, another guy, John Collins' market has done nothing. We saw Kevin Herter stuff spike across the board after a couple good games against uh, Philly. That's a weird guy to me. I think Collins is much more consistent and is going to be and is the number two in Philly, and Atlanta, I mean. I think John Collins is a great buy right now, again, for the same reason. If they win, cool, short-term spike. If not, I still think his prices are going to maintain, and then next year, they're going to be a favorite in the East not a favorite to win it all but they're going to be amongst those top teams in the east. I think I, I think both those guys in Atlanta are a good buy right now.
1: Has historically Collins is not his value has gone down cuz a year ago, yep. Yep. It, a year was ago it was about 150. Higher.
0: Yep, for his prison PSA 10s, you can buy those cards now for 80 bucks. Straight cash homie by the way, you just spoiled it. That's one of mine. I'm bringing back straight cash homie this week. Bill, this isn't joking. This is still card talk. Straight cash homie, he's 2000 17, I believe. 2017. Okay, here's a weird little thing too while we're talking about John Collins. PSA 10s, prisms of John Collins, under 100 bucks for sure. I would buy those in a heartbeat at $80. He's decent, that's solid. Bam out a buy use from that product. You've got some big names now. De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Dylan Brooks came on late. All of a sudden, 2017 is not just a one or two guy class. It's actually a pretty solid class. If you have 2017 product, I think it's a great hold right now. All those guys to me are just on the up. Just to point out, though, Please Collins do. is not just
1: about 100. He's, he, I mean, up until he's had one card sell that's 87. Before that, they were selling in like the $60 range. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's up to 80s. 75 to 80 right now. Yeah.
0: I think it's a great buy. I like Collins.
1: So you yeah. think even though historically he's he's been higher, you think this But he is, was
0: higher when the market was higher, when people were just going nuts for Prism in particular, going crazy for that Okay. Stuff. Okay. Yes, I think he's a great buy right now. I'll tell you another guy, not right now, but another guy I would be buying is DeAndre Hunter. I think he ended averaging like, I and mean, he's been hurt forever now. He's not coming back this year. They're saying he's going to be ready for camp. He's the shooting guard type, point guard type guy for the Hawks. First couple weeks of the season, he was averaging over 20 points. His stuff has fallen off a cliff because he hasn't been relevant in forever. I think DeAndre Hunter a very good buy. I don't think I'd tie up my money right now. But I would do it sooner rather than later. Like in a couple weeks, that's a guy because you're going to see what happened in football happen in basketball. Everybody's expecting this crazy offseason dip, and then it doesn't happen because so many guys want to be first to get the next guy. I think DeAndre Hunter falls into that range a little bit. I think DeAndre Hunter can score. The team's going to be very relevant in the East next year, and I think he's way cheaper now than he's been. I don't think that's a bad buy in the next three to four weeks. What do you got for numbers?
1: Yeah, so he's right now selling about the mid-40 range, which, honestly, yeah. that's that's one of the lowest it's been in the last over a year, in fact. Which it
0: should be. He's he's not relevant. He's been hurt forever. But he showed us he can score in the way the rest of that team's improved. To me, those are the kind of the next type of guys I'd be looking for, those second, third-tier type guys. So I like him. Uh, next, Giannis. Um, again, on court. We're not going to mention much on court. We're sticking to cards with this one. I think Giannis stuff, I am still positive on because despite as, as much as I like watching Trey and the Hawks, I do think Milwaukee still wins a series, which means they will not. I am undefeated in being wrong this playoffs about every aspect of everything NBA related. It's absolutely ridiculous. I think Giannis stuff though. we've seen a healthy, not a spike, but we've seen healthy growth, growth over the last few weeks. On a normal show, me and Jesse would have made a joke about that. This happen. Today, not- there will be no such thing. Do me a favor, get that smirk off your face.
1: I'm not smiling. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Ronnie. can we cut that laughter? All right. Giannis is interesting, though. To me, the only way you're making a play on Giannis is if you think they're winning it. Because otherwise, as we've seen this playoff, it's going to take quite a bit for him to move. He moved when he beat the Nets because it was a per- unbelievable on-court performance. It affected the market. If you're into Giannis stuff right now, though, guys who have Giannis stuff... You're not going to see, again, we didn't see it with KD. We're not going to see it with Giannis. His stuff is not tanking if he gets beat by the Hawks. They're going to come out next year as close to the odds on favor in the East. I like Giannis' stuff, especially his rookie stuff at today's value. Hated it in February. I like it today.
1: I will say... Please do. These values are more in line with where we were about March of last year, March to June of last year. Before the big spike. Which, I mean, I think all of this, like I think if we're seeing any kind of consistent movement is everyone's trending back to before the spike, but uh, still higher than the whatever it was before that.
0: Yeah, we're almost seeing like a reset right now. Like, hey, the market went absolutely crazy at times. Everything has kind of come back down. The floor now is equivalent to what the ceiling was pre-COVID. Now what does it do? Now we're seeing individual spikes, individual movements, which I like. For that reason, I don't think Giannis is a bad play because he's still a back-to-back MVP, top... Two, three, four, whatever you want to say in the league, he's right there, and and maybe he gets a championship ring this year, which would be ridiculous.
1: I will say his value is very interesting to see. I would have th- I would have thought it would be going up a little bit more than it has because it, granted, it's gone up in recent games because it dropped. So let's put some numbers to this. Please uh, do. Early Please. June, yes, thank you. Early June, his numbers were around two thousand. All right, go go. Prison PSA about- ten. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, go back to a week ago, these cards were selling for fifteen hundred, so down twenty-five percent.
0: Then we've seen as that of slow the last rise. Few days,
1: it's starting to come back up to eighteen hundred. But I'm I'm just kind of surprised the fact that the bucks were never out of this thing to see it drop as much as twenty five percent, because to to remind everyone who didn't know this. Giannis' stuff was around seven thousand in the peak of August of last year. Right. Even early this year, it was around thirty five hundred. So I would have thought two thousand was you know already pretty far down. To see it drop all the way down to below fifteen hundred was kind of a surprise. Any thoughts there? Yeah. So two
0: things. First of all, it's base. A lot of what we do too, and guys always and guys have brought this up. Why do you reference base stuff when you are negative on base right now? Because it's nice to have things that. Are, are actually meaningful to people. Like if I start talking about Giannis National Treasure RPAs, how many people have an 80 or 100? I don't even know what that's worth. It's probably a six-figure card now. Actually, I'm, I'm sure it is. How many people have those? There's only 99 in existence. Those never hit the market. Like And it doesn't mean anything to the everyday collector. So instead of that, like with Giannis, I, l- I like his hoops card. That card got to 900-ish for his PSA 10s, dropped all the way to 400. Of course, I bought it in Wisconsin at 600 because I'm a moron and have been wrong about everything since Wisconsin. <laughs> Since I shared the hotel room with Jesse, my life has literally done nothing.
1: that better be a serious comment and not a joke. I take it back. I'd like to
0: apologize. Um, But yeah, so Giannis is a guy. We use base because it's more of a baseline indicator. It's things we can see trends on because there's enough sales where you can actually see what's happening on the market. But like his hoops cards, for example, spiked high, came way down about 50% of their peak, and now we've seen some slow growth. The reason they haven't shot all the way back up with base is because, again, there's a negative connotation with base. There's too much. It's overvalued. Some of that is true. The other part with Giannis is we've seen this act before. We've seen him get to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've seen him make playoff runs. I think he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They got knocked out last year by Miami's second round. So, But we've seen him make play excellent, have unbelievable stats, win MVPs. We've not seen him with a legitimate shot to win a championship, which right now I still think he has as good a chance as anybody. So I like Giannis. I think it's a safe play. I don't think you're going to get hurt if he loses. I think there will be pretty decent movement if he wins. Paul George, we're just going to kind of do the top guy on each team. Paul George is the one guy. Um, if you're holding his stuff, I would sell it now. I don't think the Clippers are beating the Suns down 2 We've seen the song and dance down 2 before. This is different. The Suns team's legit. Um, I don't know that Kawhi's coming back. And Paul George, man, as good as he's played, he played unbelievable, by the way, in game two, came back a couple times to give them the lead with under a minute, then he misses free throws, and the entire narrative was he blew it again. Like, we, we have seen that history with him in the playoffs not perform. I just don't know, he's played so well the last round and a half. Like, yeah, he missed the free throws, but it's like, that is the whole headline with him. It just shows you people are not over it. Like, people still are like, this guy's done it before, we, we don't care, until he wins a championship.
1: So, Paul George, call me crazy. Please. I don't feel like we've talked about him very much this year. And,
0: and we don't. He's not, I mean, he's not the best player on his team. It's Kawhi. His stuff in the hobby hasn't moved a whole lot anyways. He's been in the league almost 10 years now. So, or actually, what is his rookie year? 2010?
1: 2010 is what it's looking like.
0: Yep. Yeah, so he's another guy. It's like, I'm not sure what he's doing to impact hobby now. He's he's just kind of settled into that like that range of very good player, You know, he's made some all-star teams. I mean, Ronick Paul George right now, top 20 to 25 guy in the league-ish? Definitely. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not like a top... And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer when it's all said and done, but he's not, like, to me, not a guy I'm... Like, if he won a ring this year somehow and he was Mm -hmm. contributing and playing excellent, that's one thing. But I just don't think it's going to happen. And for him, he almost kind of is just... His window has come and gone. He's been around so long now, it's like... Yeah, unless you're going to do something crazy this year, you're not going to see movement. So I would sell him if you're not planning on just holding him for long term because you're a collector. If you're strictly in him for money, now's as good a time as any to sell because I don't think you're going to see anything positive happen. He could come out and have like a 50-point triple-double. I just don't think it changes that narrative of him underperforming in the playoffs. And we've seen that. Again, just what happened with him missing free throws. So
1: I will say that Paul George's main card his main rookie card looks to be a 2010 donrus yep that's kind of that
0: paper yep
1: there's really a low pop i don't think there's many guys that even have them graded well so those
0: are dark edge cards and and, you know again 10 11 years ago people didn't take care say whatever you want i know collectors did most people were not pulling cards like that with and thinking hey i'm going to grade this so a lot just aren't graded and condition wise they're tough with the dark border and people didn't weren't as careful with stuff back then because grading wasn't nearly as prominent eleven years ago, especially not with base cards. You'd say whatever you want. Nobody was grading base cards eleven years ago; it just wasn't happening. So, okay. yep, thank you, um, Devin Booker. I love. I mean, if if you don't respect Devin Booker's game, it's amazing. A week or two ago, Stephen A. Smith, who's traditionally I consider more of a donkey, and after headlines, um, was like, "Hey, we're watching the next Kobe. Dude looks like Kobe at times. Killer instinct." Smooth offensive game, can score from anywhere on the court. Um, Just ridiculous. Hobby value, he has some big cards that are still very big. But another guy, if you put him in, you know, if you kind of put some perspective to it, his high-end big-time rookie patch autos, he's a 2015 rookie, are not selling anywhere near Luka or even Zion for the most part because of how much hype they have. I, I think Booker might be, of all the guys we've talked about, I am more convinced that Booker's a top 10 guy for the next decade than anybody else on our list. Really? And I think Booker might be the safest investment. I also think the Suns are going to win the championship this year. They're doing this without Chris Paul, too, which is weird. That was the big question. The Chris Paul effect, he's had a big effect, but Booker's playing out of his mind. I think he's a great buy. I do. He's high. His Prism PSA 10s are like 850 to 9. I don't know that I'm spending huge money on base with him, but anything else numbered, color prism, um, you know, patch autos. Go, he's got gold standard, immaculate. You go through the list. He's got stuff in everything. I will say his prisms have bumped even more than that. They're, they're up over a 1,000 right now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing with him too, his prism. Like I saw a prism tie-dye close last week. A tie-dye auto numbered to 25. I think it was a 9, five ten. Mm-hmm. Closed under $4,000. If that's Luca, you're probably looking at 15 to 20. Like I don't even know, but stupid money. I just think Booker prices... For as good as he is going to be, I, I think he's a great buy.
1: So if Bill Simmons is to William. Trey Young, you, would that correlate to Michael Giuseppe to Devin Booker? This is a problem you'd find on the TCAP test, Tennessee cap test. Is that card related?
0: No, don't say. <laughs> please, Ronick, please remove <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, cut it. Um, so a little bit, Trey Young is obviously much less proven because he's only been around two years. Booker's a little bit older, um, but similar. I guess you could say similar. Uh, Ja Morant would be my Trey Young. I think Ja and Trey, to me, are very similar. Ja's never going to score like Trey. Overall, I think he's a better player, though. Or, 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 excuse me, he's better in other areas. Trey's passing's been ridiculous, too, though. Um, And I don't know that anybody's making the case Ja's top 10 next year. We're probably making that case with Trey. So, but in terms of how I think of the person, I'd say Ja is my Trey.
1: Thank you. For allowing my interjection,
0: I really appreciate that interjection. Um, here, here's the other thing we've spent some time on this already. Other guys, people have talked about, like, hey, what about these the second, third type guys? DeAndre Ayton. Ha- I did not think DeAndre Ayton had this type of game in him, the, the way he's been playing in the playoffs. I think DeAndre Ayton's another guy. I think the Suns, if they're going to keep playing like this and they're going to keep the majority, if not all of that team together next year, I think DeAndre Ayton is a great buy. Centers are never going to have the spike, his prices are nowhere near Booker. You know, Luca, Giannis, and he's never going to be, but I think Ayton is a very good investment right now. Still a young dude, great, uh, unbelievably athletic, you know, playing out of his mind on a team that's going to be legit and relevant for the next however many years. I like DeAndre Ayton stuff. He's at 2018 rookie class, which, by the way, I don't know if there's a safer um, year of rookie that I would stash than the 2018 basketball class. I mean, Ayton, Trey, Luca. Whoever you want after that. I don't even know. I, I can't even think. Who else is in that class, Ronic? Any idea who was drafted with Luca? Luca, Trey, Aiton are the big ones. I'm sure I'm missing some big ones. Marvin Bagley, who everyone kind of rips on for getting picked ahead of Luca. So Oh, that's true. Yeah, the Bagley. And I'll tell you the Luca Trey. Michael is not Porter look- Jr. Oh yeah, MPJ. Okay. Yeah. And you've got the guy uh, Devante Graham from Charlotte. So you have some, some other guys who are decent as well. But those three, I mean, talk about just an unbelievable class. If you could ever get your hands on 2018 Wax basketball, just put it in the closet and never talk about it. Sell it in 10 years, buy a new house. Do you have any? I have no 2018 Wax. Wish I did. This is the dump and pump. Dump it to me. I'll buy it, then I'll pump it up. That's (laughs) not a joke. That's a serious statement. That's a serious comment. Please not laughing. Cameron Payne, I'm the exact opposite on. Campaign, I would sell right now. Yeah, Campaign's played great for Phoenix. I don't think he sustains this type of play. I don't think his hobby value is sustainable. I would sell Campaign immediately. Uh, for the Clippers, Terrence Mann, you missed the boat. If you didn't sell, his prices after that huge spike with the comeback win in Utah have already come way back down. Another reason, be prepared to sell if you're not prepared to just hold long-term. Reggie Jackson, too, we had some guys ask about. Hayes played really well. One-on-one, he's awesome. Scores in bunches at times. His market hasn't moved. He's another guy, to me, you sell right now, and then whatever. Um, and then the two guys from Milwaukee, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, market has, been, has done nothing. So... If you want to just hold them, that's fine. I would not invest in either one of them because I don't know what they do to actually make their market move. Next, we're done with that segment, the relevant guys. Here's what I want to talk about. I have not looked at any of this data. I want to know what Simmons and Embiid are doing price-wise. What have you seen? What do you think they've been doing? I think Embiid has kind of, my guess would be Embiid has has stayed the course, five to 10% drop. I, I have a feeling Simmons has really tanked. Ben Simmons, not Bill's Son, just the athlete Ben Simmons.
1: Make sure to clarify that. Thank you for seriously
0: stating that. Here's the thing, though, with Bill. After I after we get the thing about being serious, you can do all the banter stuff later in the pod. I actually like hearing about your mom's meatballs and how they should be rationed out. So Bill doesn't mind the banter. We need to start and catch the audience early. I think that's fair criticism. I was terrified after these texts. I'll be honest with you. I've not had a boss or work for anybody in a long time. So getting these, I never know how to react. I'm always happy to hear any feedback. I actually was like, okay, cool. But I was like, man, Jesse, what's going on here? Jesse with a great point. He's like, hey, the fact that he cares enough to text is probably a good sign.
1: Are you still I, confident
0: with that statement?
1: I will say that Ben is a caring, sweet man who His would never betray us.
0: Ben is a son. Ben is so. a son. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Ronit, yep. cut that. Bill would never do that to us. And... I've met every word I said. I have had many bosses who I can tell
0: when they are about to let someone go because they will ignore them. And I didn't think that either. I was not I was not playing the cancel card. I was just like, huh, I wonder what this what the feeling is now, because I'm just not used to having. Honestly, it's been years. So I just I'm not used. It's a weird feeling. I was happy to get it, though. After reflecting, I was like, okay, this seems positive. From then everything he went, I've then, heard. Then he went off the deep end telling me his mother's a better cook. I mean, When he talked about the serious. meatballs, I, was, I felt really good about your conversation. All right, we're done with the banter. That's enough, Jesse. Is, is he gonna... I'm gonna tell you right now. You wanna tell me your mom's a better overall cook? That's oh fine, Bill. I don't care. She doesn't make better meatballs than my mother. Jesse is a man who knows food.
1: I haven't had his mom's meatballs, though. I do wanna just clarify that. Dude,
0: are you... I'm not
1: saying anything. I'm just saying... I'm having a real tough time finding that line of being serious and getting passionate. Well,
0: you just crossed the line of your best friend's mother's who's, who has cooked in your house and mine. Of all the meatballs. You never saw of Michael Jordan meatballs. play live in person. You know he's the best player of all time. You're a That's joke. <laughs> no, you know what? Forget it. We're done with card talk. Let's just talk about reasons why you've betrayed me. <laughs> all right, back to the question. Ben Simmons, Please. I think Embiid has stayed the course-ish, maybe a little bit drop. I think Simmons has tanked. Uh, you would be
1: pretty much dead on. Um, okay. But I will say he is not the biggest tank, and we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. Oh,
0: you have some undisclosed detail. I, I like a, this. I have
1: an right, what additional. what are you seeing
0: for, like, Simmons numbers?
1: As far as Simmons goes. Because um, a lot
0: of guys have spent a lot of money on Simmons. Like, he was a big deal. First pick, big market. So I'm looking
1: at his 2016 Optic. Hang on, let me just see if there's
0: a. This... I like that. The Optic's a very popular card, and it's not Prism. I kind of okay. like getting away from. It.
1: Okay, so so PSA give me 10, some history. We have let's see. Give me the back spike. In, so actually, a lot of these guys spiked back in August. Yep. Um. So this spiked at two sixty seven back in August. Okay. He Came back down. He was averaging somewhere around one hundred and thirty. Um. Throughout. When. Uh. Basically, since September of last year, all the way through about March of this year. Granted. He had some higher spikes. He he popped up to about 215 at one point, but let's just call it about $150 on average.
0: Okay. Um
1: in the last few months since April, it's been on the decline. Um and it has dropped, let's say in May it was $100, um was about what the high was, maybe 125. Most recent sales $70, $58.
0: Yeah. Not not great. I feel like you are more confident shooting the basketball than ben Simmons is it is brutal how bad offensively he played in the playoffs this year um but what's weird about this you know offensively there's just no excuse his free throw shooting he literally cannot be on the floor at the end of the game it's it's hard right here's what's weird to me he is a guy who is on my radar now i have and I have never really thought that with ben Simmons before I'm curious in a couple things. Does he get traded, first of all? I'm still not convinced he's getting traded. Like, everybody, you know, as soon as it happens, he's getting traded. I mean, you know, okay, let's take a breath. Is he actually getting traded? He's getting paid a ton of money. I don't know, but his pricing is so cheap now. And Ben Simmons, by the way, signed with Upper Deck. So you're not going to see Ben Simmons autograph stuff in products. He doesn't have Panini autographs. He's exclusive to Upper Deck. I didn't know Um, the players could do like a
1: one-off thing
0: yeah lebron is exclusive auto wise has been for a number of years now he has some early stuff but right yeah he's exclusive to upper deck so since upper deck doesn't make nba cards anymore nba license cards you don't see lebron autos jordan is the same way um so that's why with simmons you're looking more for just numbered base cards you know maybe some patch cards things like that um he's actually on my radar like if his stuff continues to drop in the offseason which i think it might now he's a guy i think people will overreact to negatively I don't have any problem throwing a couple thousand bucks at Ben Simmons. I'm going to stick with PSA 10, SGC 10, like graded stuff. Um, but I actually don't have a problem with buying Simmons stuff in the offseason if it continues to drop. Because I think he's very good. And I I don't know that his offensive game is beyond repair. And if he got traded somewhere where he could be, doesn't need to be anywhere near an offensive weapon, which not that he is anyways, I don't know that we don't see a resurgence in his price in the right situation. So he's somebody I would keep an eye on.
1: I will say so that that ceiling we talked about before the huge sure. increase in pricing this is about where it was like so his cards were as low as you know late 2019 they were as low as like 13 30 bucks you know somewhere between 15 and $30 so we're right back um, to pre
0: covid pricing basically exactly
1: but a few getting up to where they are now which is you know 50 to $70 so this could be the floor yeah
0: I actually think it could get lower. If it gets much lower, I don't think he's a bad buy, strictly to flip.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Who's the? You said somebody's the biggest dropper though. Well,
1: we didn't talk about Embiid yet. Just Embiid pricing stayed pretty pretty close. So it's yeah, he's at four ten right now. Um, What's the card, Jess? Oh, I'm sorry. This is the 2014 Prism PSA ten. Okay. I I couldn't find an optic for him. At least not with card letter. That being said, March was his spike. And he was doing 900, 960, yeah. almost 1,000. I mean, first seed in the East.
0: Yeah. But, on the trajectory of the MVP.
1: So while Ben has dropped about, uh, well, he was at almost 250. Now he's down to $70. 70. So what is that? He's dropped by. 25.
0: He's dropped 75%. 70%. Yeah. So. In the same time period This is period only then. about, Yeah.
1: This is only comparatively only about 50% drop, 40%
0: 40, 40 to 50% drop. Not that terrible. Yeah. And some of that too is just the whole market has dropped a lot.
1: Yes. Well, okay. again, talking about the new, like the ceiling before the big right. influx, this was about the peak of that ceiling. Now, so, who's as big as drop? You teased
0: this now. I'm actually curious. So,
1: so this isn't so much the number is huge as far as how much it's dropped, but. Harden. It's more interesting how much it's dropped compared to like he's still like a very good player, and I'm just kind of surprised. LeBron. Uh Spider, Donovan oh, Mitchell.
0: Yeah. I it, mean, and it took so much for Donovan Mitchell to get any yeah. traction.
1: People are so willing to get rid of him as soon as he drops. Here's what's up tough, or, man.
0: You don't make the Western Conference Finals as the number one seed. Like you couldn't get past the, the Clippers being up O being up 2-0. That that's a brutal. But I mean, didn't
1: he play well? Like, would you say?
0: But you can't blow leads like that late and get beat like that. Now his ceiling though is still his floor right now is still higher than his ceiling ever was though. I bet.
1: Actually, not necessarily. He is actually just about where it was. So um, really, well, if we're talking about early last year, early last year, actually, I, I I'm sorry, I wasn't far enough back. So February March. Um, which one I about, like to
0: start pre COVID.
1: Yeah. So about February, March time, it was selling for about $100. Again, this is his P, uh, 2017 Prism PSA 10. So $100 or so right now.
0: Um, it's 200? down to $200. So, so he's still way up, for, which he yes. should be. I mean, he played unbelievable the last year and a half. He, he should. Yeah.
1: But as of March of this year, he was $600. So still dropped quite a bit.
0: And even like and even after the February March spike this year that card was still 400 bucks and I was like hey it's gonna so what do you do with Spida? I think you gotta wait and see I, I don't know that I would buy him right now that's for sure I'd let the offseason kick in and see what happens then if they make any moves what do they do with drafts I, I will a say weird guy
1: when you when you look at these card prices like this and that's why I like card letters so much is the the graphs that they give you because it looks a lot like a stock graph and when we're talking about like technical analysis and like resistance and support levels you can kind of start to get that feel the more you look at some of these pricing uh somebody's pricing and right now his doesn't look like it's necessarily hit that support level like that bottom level it looks
0: like there's still yeah that's why room wait for it to them. go so I think, and i think simmons is gonna do the same thing so simmons and spider to me are two guys in the off season if they continue to fall i think they're both probably good buys i have a lot more confidence in mitchell but even Simmons, I don't think that's a bad buy. I wish we could have a chart on card letter m- meatballs. Hey, My Mike, mom. Mike, we oh. did the banter. Simmons, that, yep. We did it. Uh, Thank you. I did want to talk about grading. You know, we had Nat Turner on, on Monday, obviously. By the way, twice now I've referenced the correct day of the week. Got today's show right on in the intro. Referenced last show as Monday, which clearly was.
1: You should. You should start a calendar. You're Turning so the...
0: Re- I know, it is funny. It's like, what are we, are we allowed to joke? Are we not? It's a real nervous energy in here. I feel like you right Bill's going to
1: listen to this and he's going to want to punch you. Oh, I'm going to get the text yeah. like, dude, I gave
0: you a suggestion. You Stop being a moron. And then I'm going to overanalyze that text and Absolutely. analytically break it down. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, so Nat Turner came on. You know, we had that schedule for a while too, even before we signed on with SGC on our other socials. Um, here, here's the only thing. I, I always go back and listen. He never goes back and listens. Jesse doesn't care. The only I issue you- I have... I, it's me. I dropped the ball with this. The whole thing about well, hey, you think we're grading less tens than we are, but you only have a small sample size. The more I thought about it and talked with some people, that's absolute crap. Oh. I, the sample size I have that I, the guys I talk to, the group sub guys, the guys who sub on their own, hundreds yeah. if not thousands a month. It's not a small sample size. It's enough of a sample to see trends. And even today, I was at, I was, I was with Chris an hour ago, and he's like, dude, it's not a question. They're giving out less tens than they were before. So, I should have pushed there. That's that's a weak interview by me. But then I saw the other guy interview him, and I was like, well, my interview doesn't look nearly as weak and pathetic as that. So uh, overall, Nat had some good info. I think the biggest thing though that that thing about the nine is just I don't think it's true.
1: but okay, but his to his point, he did mention that he blamed it on prism. You were saying
0: yeah that- and even that like I was quick to agree that is true, but a lot of the guys I talked to aren't just sitting around grading twenty twenty prism. they're seeing stuff across the board come in lower than it was. And these are guys who are seasoned graders. So I just don't think that's genuine. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's not involved in that conversation too. And from his perspective, it is. Yeah. I'm maybe just saying he I don't know. I'm just saying I don't think that's the fact. The other the biggest takeaway though, in July, I don't know that we're going to see any any service level under a hundred dollars open up. So if you're still sitting there with thirty dollar raw cards that as a PSA 10 they would sell for 150, just base number of five five time multiplier, I don't think there's any way you're getting a card like that back from today in less than a year and a half. First of all, it's going to be, I really think it's going to be months, four to six months before that service level evens open up, opens up for you. And then I think you're still going to be a 10 to 12 month wait. So this is still my question. People always have this thing with, you know, and we saw some of the backlash, not terrible, but like, hey, you guys are, you know, you're getting paid by SGC on your other socials, which we are been very transparent about that. While you know, they're still not going to sell like PSA. So the stuff we sold the other night when I was live, I had a 1992 base Michael Jordan. Costs like 6 to $10 to buy, depending on condition. Cost me 25 bucks to grade it. It sold for 200 Now that PSA 10 sells for 300 So, oh, you're leaving $100 on the table. First of all, you cannot even grade it with PSA right now. And it would have cost me $25 more. So realistically. Well, and the time frame. And that's the thing. It's not even an option. You know, we sold some Barry Sanders rookies on there as well, SGC 9 and 9.5s. Sold some Jordan 9.5s. Sold the Mahomes Select Dragon 9, which is number to 67, and went for 200 bucks. I am still not sitting here making the argument SGC sells like PSA does, but it is a numbers game. PSA is not an option right now. It just isn't for 97% of cards. Well,
1: even if they were open, it's not an option in the time frame because on well, the pricing. And just, well, just to clarify your your point is that if you're selling a card for $200 that yes, you could get 300 for but I you just wait made a year? profit of you made a profit of what? $150 on this card? Yeah, 165 100, uh,
0: 165. Cost me 10 okay. 25 into it. 35 right. total.
1: right. Let's just say it's 150 for round numbers. So you spent you you got uh $150 for this card. Now, you turn around, you buy another card, you grade it you spend it you send it out or you sell it and you just do this so many you could do this so many more times than you could ever do that with the profits from your $300 card.
0: Right, so the biggest pushback then was like, oh yeah, but well, they're going to get overwhelmed. I talked to Peter again today. They are still not at capacity or near it. And they are still beating their return times. Stuff's coming back in 2 weeks. They are still not close to capacity. I just don't everybody agrees we need more viable grading options and we need things to step up and 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 it's funny to me, though, the guys, and if you're just going to be loyal and devout to PSA or BGS or whatever, I don't care. That's fine. I just think you're foolish and you're leaving money on the table. Now, if it's your own collection, dude, send it to me to put in plastic if you think that's the best look. If it's stuff you're never selling, I don't care how you grade it. Do whatever you want. I just, and even like CSG, they're 200 days out. Most people are telling me 175 to 200 days out. Resale value is lower than SGC. Why would I use them for anything? You pull a $2,000 Joe Burrow card tomorrow. Hey, guess what? Send it to PSA Express. Spend the 300 bucks. Worth it. You got a bunch of $50 cards sitting around your house raw. What do you do with those? If you're fine just waiting 16 months to wait for PSA to see what they do, I guess that's cool. I just think it's the reluctancy to change and try this stuff is funny. And even now too, well, they, you can't sell it. You see, I've been se- I'm literally, I told Peter too, that's going to be my new thing. And I subbed like 10 more cards today. When that stuff comes back, I'm going to talk about it on the show. Here's what I spent. Here's what it sold for. I have no problem doing that because I'm getting sick of this whole you can't sell anything with SGC. You can. Now, I don't know that I'm sending second and third round way lesser known names. I think you still need to keep it to the premium names. So do that. I just... I don't, the grading thing is still funny to me. And the other thing that was cool, there was like, I'm not going to use his name, but there was a guy who brought in and we're going to get pictures. I told Peter, actually, I texted him in the shop. I was like, hey, I want to know when the deal comes in. Uh, a guy has the T206 cards. I think it's 1911. I'm horrible with vintage. Half of them were graded with SGC and old labels. Half of them are like PSA, all different grades. Wait, 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 what's a T206 card? It's a baseball set, like the Honus Wagner. The Honus Wagner oh. was not included, by the way. But like Christy Matthews and Tyke, all these crazy... This collection's worth at least hundreds of thousands. I don't even know. Wow. He was in the shop today when I was there, and he sent them all in. He's having them resub everything to be a new SGC holder. So all the PSA cards are going to get cracked and resubbed. All the old SGCs cracked, resubbed. Wow. I just think it's cool. And this guy has a collection worth I don't even know what. And he's also a huge buyer nationally. And he just said the same thing. He's like, man, right now, I'm just super high on SGC. Does he live locally? Uh, He's in Kentucky, yeah a couple oh, wow. hours drive i just think all those are good indicators now again my point is not that this is the only way to go and this is gonna outsell psa mm-hmm. but right now i don't even think it's a question so i do have so let's we're gonna do mailback and we've
1: got a lot of it Hit um it. but this guy had a question that falls right in line who's with this. this guy well let me tell you wesley love from the facebook oh yeah i know wes yep with So with a presumptive increase in SGC submittals, do you anticipate the increase in availability pop counts resulting in dropped prices and increasing the spread between PSA and SGC pricing?
0: I think it's just the opposite. No one's selling these slabs hardly compared to anybody else. I think the more they hit the market, it starts to prove that market, starts to prove the sales record. I think it increases. And if that's the case, then can't you just say that with every single grading company? Hey, they're all grading more prices are going to come down. I do think some will come down. I think SGC is so low right now compared to the others. We've already seen some dramatic increases because, again, they're paying to advertise. I mean, we're advertising them across our socials. We're not the only ones talking about them right now because they're actually trying to market. So no, I think the opposite on that one.
1: So there there was one other one that I had both of those kind of lined up for grading questions, and I think this one you'll like. Or I, I, I'm interested in your opinion. Antonio yep. Fernandez wants to know are grading companies really that different? They've all hired hundreds, if not thousands, of new employees over the last few years. What's the deal? What's your take?
0: Yeah, I actually read this one. I think he tagged me because it was like, you know, it was a little pe- longer.
1: I turned I tr- yeah, it down. It was like, little.
0: you know, people talk about well, the you know, they trust them with yeah, the guys who were grading cards 40 years ago aren't still working there, right? Yeah, you can say, and that's the same with everybody. Are they that different? I mean, Nat Turner was, here. here's one thing, because you, you, you hear these claims with some guys, hey, we're using AI, hey, we're doing this. That was one part from Nat Turner's interview I liked. Mm-hmm. If anybody has cutting-edge AI technology, it's, P, it's PSA, right? Like, their bankroll is not even, I would argue PSA is probably worth as much as the other, uh, like BGS, SGC, CSG combined, I would think. I mean, they just sold for almost a billion dollars. Nat was very specific. We have nothing close to real AI being used. I also want to clarify
1: when we're saying AI, for all those who uh, get upset, we, I think we all can clarify AI is not a real thing, at least to this point. Artificial intelligence does not exist. We're just
0: talking about machine learning, something close to, to right. what people would Put say. Put this AI in a machine is. and have this thing grade a card. That's not being used by PSA. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's being used by anybody, period. And that was pretty upfront about that, which I like. That was one of the, actually, I I thought he was going to dance around and use cute technical terms. He didn't. Like, we scan cards, we have super high resolution pictures, and then there's still a human element to all this. Yeah. There's a human element to every company. What I would tell you is, I trust those three as much as, I mean, even Beckett. I, I have no reason to trust their authentication process and their grading. So no, I think the biggest difference in grading companies is perceived value and market value. That's the biggest difference. And the look of the slab. I mean, obviously that's a big difference, but that's, yeah, that's about it. Hey, one other thing I want to go back to NBA for one, one quick second, because we're going to do some lottery talk, especially as we get closer to the draft. I don't want to sit here and break down like college, who's getting drafted where the one thing I thought was interesting though, golden state having the number seven pick And my first thought with that was another high draft pick. They've got some assets they could move anyways, potentially picks Wiggins, whatever. I think Clay T- Clay Thompson in the offseason might be a guy too who you should probably keep an eye on pricing. Cuz if cuz Clay's low anyways cuz of the injury. Steph almost brought them there with nobody. If you're going to get Clay, Wiseman in a top 10 pick or move Wiggins the pick into something else and bring all these guys back, I don't know how that's not a playoff team next year and and you know wins a series or two or maybe gets weird and makes a run. I think Clay Thompson's another guy. Not a straight cash homie but just someone to keep an eye on. Okay. Um Speaking of straight cash homie, I gave you the one. Uh, we on. haven't heard your oh, thing in a while. Yeah. Can totally. you would you okay. mind taking that away for us, sir?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Straight cash homie. What happened? That
1: was it was a serious straight cash
0: homie. Oh, Simmons, gotcha. You. Okay. Nope. Um, John Collins prison PSA tens for eighty bucks, I think, are great. Devin Booker, I like his hoops rookie at four hundred dollars. You can get him less than that, actually. Like Three seventy five PSA tens. I like both of those. You had one here though. I
1: did. And it is actually thanks. I want to give a shout out to Akiva Glasshofer um, for bringing Becky Hammond to my attention. That's a um, coach. Becky Hammond is an assistant coach for the Spurs right now. Uh, she's been an assistant coach for like the last seven years or so, but she is a finalist for this uh, Spurs head coach job. Um, his He had a question about if her Wait,
0: values go is up. Popovich leaving. She's uh, considered for the Trailblazers job. Portland, there we go. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. See, Ronick didn't want to jump in either. He he could feel the nervous energy. He wasn't sure.
1: I really great I really,
0: addition there, Ronick. Thank you, thank you
1: for that serious. Okay, so maybe comment. she goes
0: to Portland, becomes the first female. She was a WNBA player. I'm yes, guessing right. She okay. was,
1: and she is known as she's not like top ten, but definitely top twenty to thirty all time players in WNBA. So she she her value already is pretty high. In fact. Her PSA tens go for somewhere around. What, what 400. are we talking about? Year product um, no clue. So we're talking two thousand Fleer Ultra, uh, the okay. number twenty one card. Uh, decent pop on it. Uh, when I say decent, there's like a few hundred of them. Um, uh, but I think it's also which is actually more
0: than I would have thought for WNBA from that year.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. when I say a few, I think between one and two hundred actually. But that's also because I think there's not as many graded in PSA. Because I sure. saw a lot of these with SGC and some BGS. But all that being said, um, raw cards right now are selling for about 20 to $25. I think this is another opportunity. You get an SGC grade on there. and well, they're going to hire somebody in
0: the next month. Yeah, I mean... No question. That's So that could be huge news. Like, that's yes. the type of crap that happens. It's like, first female coach, a lot of headlines with it. Could be some... Oh, I think this might be your best straight cash homie of all time. F- I mean, Phil... Phil Mickelson was, but obviously Phil Mickelson's
1: Akiva. Thank you for that suggestion. All right. I is Akiva, a man or woman. I thought we could get by it without having to address it. And yet you brought it up. So I just didn't know. I'm Akiva. I'm happy
0: for the person. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call them whatever they want. I like the name. They're doing great. I don't want to insult them by using the wrong name. That's all I'm saying. Well, hey, uh, one quick card. note, then we'll do some mailbag stuff. Um. Despite the nervous energy, by the way, I think you've carried yourself. Thank you? A (laughs) plum. Let me say how you've carried yourself. You've carried yourself horribly. How about that? Thank you. you got to let me finish before you do this. Um, 2020 Leaf Trinity Baseball comes out tomorrow. The only reason I'm talking about this is because I bet it was about a month ago someone was like, because sometimes people are like, oh, he talks up every product. It's not true. I think there's a lot of stuff we don't talk about and a lot of stuff I think is trash. This was one I mentioned, though, about a month ago, Mailbag. Somebody wanted to know my most uh, my favorite three unlicensed products: Flawless Baseball, number one, no question. Leaf Trinity is always in my top three. I think it's great. The patch autos are ridiculous, uh, loaded with rookies and prospects. And this year they snuck in some vet autos. Uh, Tatis Acuna's in there, uh, but you get like Wander, Jason Dominguez, uh, J Rod, uh, bunch of guys. You get six autos a box. They're like 150 bucks ish or something. I'm gonna be breaking those at some point this weekend. We've got a stupid busy weekend, but. I'm going to try to find a little time to do that. So Um, I like 2020 Leaf Trinity Baseball. Love it. Leaf Trinity because of the patch autos. They're gross.
1: Do you want to talk about your photos from phone
0: segment? What did I have? Oh, oh, uh, wow. Gary V.
1: Yes, the one photo.
0: I don't know if this was on his podcast or not. I just saw like a two-minute YouTube clip talking about going to the national And so the reason I brought it up is guys tagged me like, hey, Gary's talking about cards again. That's a good thing for the market, Gary. And then I listened. So first and foremost, it is a good thing. When he's talking about, like, we're not delusional. I am delusional yes. in a lot of ways. I'm not Thank delusional you. about Gary. Um, I know him talking about cards is a good thing. No question. Then I listened to the cards he was talking about, and I was like, yeah, still good for the space overall. But it's not like he was, like, sitting in there saying, hey, I'm going to buy Lucas. He was like, I'm going to buy super, like ultra high-end LeBron rookie stuff, which that market is as strong as ever. And I'm going to buy Jordan PSA 10 rookies. So I don't know how much an effect like the actual content has. I think the fact that he was speaking about cards is more positive than like the card. How many guys are in the market for a $200,000 Jordan? Like I don't. It is interesting he thinks that's hit the low though. Yeah, well, and he didn't say his number, but he says, I've got a target. Well, here's the other thing too. He was like, hey, I'm going to buy these in bunches. Well, there's like 300 in the world. A lot of guys aren't selling. How many guys are gonna have them for sale in Chicago? Like, if you could, if you could legitimately buy three at that show, I think that's like an unbelievable number. You know, um, I'd be curious too because he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna walk around and interact with people." It would be interesting to, to see if he would actually speak to us. I think he like, would. Does even does he know who we are?
1: I well, I didn't. I don't say. I'm not gonna say he does, but I think he would at least stop and speak to us and say, "Nice to meet you."
0: Yeah, I'm curious if he knows who we are. I'd be interested. Anyways. We're done. I really thought Mail you were going to.
1: I thought the photo had something to do with the the guy who says how this high school teacher made over two hundred thousand dollars in thirty days. I thought I you. The I oh,
0: thought this you was just a, the that guy. was the ad before the oh thing. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's that's too bad. I thought we were going to reference that. All right. By
0: the way, I stole that line from some of that interview though, or some of that podcast, because he did say like, "Hey, the new." F-, it's almost like that reset. The floor now was the ceiling or even higher than that ceiling used to be. I did you steal some of that there. By the stole way. that? We don't talk about it. Wow. Tell you what, I'm not gonna talk about my dogs. Not gonna talk don't about them
1: you dare. I saw that comment on 15
0: after- seconds, and I'll be done. <laughs> Got oh, home dear. last night. When they don't meet me at the door, I know something's wrong because they've been upstairs. Dude, we went you know my house. We went upstairs. Of course, all I can hear is tapping. They oh, are boy. standing on the landing. See, they get over the shock pad, but then they can't get back down. So like, what's that tapping? It's their tails wagging because they're super hyper excited, whatever. They're standing on the landing trying to get back downstairs to cover up. Got upstairs. They had completely eaten that. What's It's the same plant you got in your house. That huge oh, tree. The the fid, fiddly fig? Fiddly fig tree. Dude, I mean, soil everywhere. Oh. Leaves everywhere. They ate one of my workout bars. <laughs> um, they left some of the wrapper. They didn't mess with the card room. Oh, no, my
1: goodness. Could when you we're imagine? done here, I am
0: going to a pet store. I need one of the gates that like fastens to the wall. I don't want to screw into the wall. Sure. But I need a gate that fastens. OK, we're done. Sorry.
1: That's OK. I will allow it because you are good.
0: What's uh, happening here? What are you doing? I'm trying to Focus. segue into mailbag. Just say it. Mailbag. There you go. There's your segment. <laughs> done. I am. real. By the way, I am very. In- I want to know. I hope I get a text tomorrow. It can be bad. I don't care. I want Bill's honest reaction He's, to the show. He,
1: I think Bill's a very busy man. I think we should I think be he is thankful too. he
0: listened to that one episode. I would be very curious to hear his reaction to this one. I'm curious if, hey, this, okay, that was a little bit more what you want. You got to tweak this. Or, hey, you still missed the mark. I'm very interested. Okay, go ahead.
1: I will appreciate uh, no feedback okay, whatsoever. Just
0: move along. Sheesh. You're not gonna text you to anyways, God. you
1: clown. Let's I love. Go. I read the comment the other day that said something about you talking. It was the it was the mean one on Apple. I hadn't read that one. Okay. It was you talking about your dogs? And at the very end, it was said, "I don't know how Jesse deals with it." That's I was just, your wife probably wrote really that. Or <laughs> well, your kid, David Ralph Mailbag. from the Facebook. Excuse the rookie question, but for top NBA players. Does it make a significant difference in card pieces depending on what jersey they wore? Oh, I'm sorry, not card pieces, card prices. Does it make a significant uh, difference in card prices? The biggest on the difference
0: is college to pro uniform, yes. But like okay. LeBron, Cleveland stuff sells just as well or higher than Lakers stuff. You know, the rookie jersey generally, like guys like, I mean, obviously, because it's a rookie card. It's mm-hmm. more indicative of it being a rookie, though, than it being the jersey. But college to pro makes a big difference, absolutely
1: um so dan dan ox O O C H. uh um, you don't have to
0: spell it just this S- that.
1: that's just an interesting last name uh dan as well as uh tato 899 from instagram both have the same question uh what is an h2 box they keep seeing boxes oh. with h2 what does this mean Yeah,
0: because what just came out last week that was h2 it was a football. It's just a different skew of the same product. It just has a different breakdown. I think, so, so like, Select has H2. They have Hobby, Retail, Mega. H2 is just a different breakdown. And then generally with H2, like with all the other skews, you get, um, like, certain inserts will be exclusive to that product, to, like, to that skew of the product. Just a different product, that's all. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, Is it, like, so is this a brand new product, would you say, or has this been around? It's a it's a new variant of existing products. Oh, okay. Select has been around for years. Now you have Select H2. I think it started last year. H2 at least, but it's definitely this year. Maybe it was Prism Draft that was H2. I think that's what it was. Prism Draft Football came out like a week or two ago that had an H2. Mailbag. Yanni Skervats.
1: Yanni is a listener? Oh he, he, said, he even says, hey guys, longtime listener, first time caller. I want more people to say that. Will the red, white, and blue rookie Prism uh,
0: cards hold value long-term? When's his next album coming out? Anything about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that? I haven't heard, you like, don't hear a lot about Yanni these days. That's
1: a really good point.
0: Uh, yeah, red white, I like anything non base So red, white, and blue, longer term, yeah. Higher pop than like the numbered stuff, but still much, much lower than anything bass. So yeah, I think it's a solid buy. Yep.
1: Chris Torres from the Facebook. Is this thought- about the sets? If you're going to read the questions before Well, no, 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 but we
0: already answered this question in the chat. There's a few here that have already been answered.
1: Yeah, but that would be the chat. I'd like the general audience to So he has
0: some factory sealed sets. He's like, should I keep them or should I break them open to bust out the star cards? If you're looking just to sell them, break them open, like 1993 tops, rip the set open, grade the Jeter. You're going to get more money for that than selling it. If you're looking just to keep them, keep them as they are. Sealed sets are still cool. A lot of people like them. A lot of collectors like sealed sets. Move along. Mailbag. Jesse's what is happy. your rate? what's the race
1: here what are you trying to do people want to absorb the information not run through it I want to get in more questions we have plenty of time trust me um our Aaron Tivey, what is I broke of that? why one? are there no William Smith names in here it's okay that's just that's my upbringing I don't know how to pronounce other things
0: why it was a no news segment today there's a question
1: because you skipped over it and there wasn't much anyway so I didn't bring it up All okay. right. Aaron wants to know when you say you'd still send in, uh, send high end cards to PSA. What do you mean by high end? He's got some $300 ish raw cards. Is that worth it or
0: SGC? To me, it's not. The risk of not getting a 10 right now is higher than ever before. And for 300 bucks plus shipping plus upcharge, whatever, no. To me, the number is like, man, a thousand bucks, 800 to a thousand bucks would be the lowest card. Like, it's worth a thousand raw. I would take the shot to send a PSA. Yeah, that, that's probably about the lowest right now.
1: Okay, because it's $300, right, to send to It costs $300. Bucks. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. so a $300 card, it's going to cost me $300 to do it? What's the difference in price, price between the PSA and the SGC? And, and what's it more likely I'm going to get a gem mint out of? I Yeah, no. It has to be much higher than that. $800, bucks I think, would probably be me personally, if it's not worth at least $800. And this is on newer stuff, because obviously it's different. A Brady $800 Raw Rookie, well, a PSA 10 is going to be worth $25,000. I'm talking about mo- ultra-modern stuff. Okay. Um, okay, okay,
1: okay. God, I want the JG Mafia to just, if you, have, if you need Time his out. address, I'll give it to you.
0: You've done a good job today. I was curious how this was going to go. I know I set the tone with like, hey, we're being very
1: serious. I wanted to be serious. I always do. I think I we do jokes. need to
0: start this going forward. Like, hey, beginning, actual card, like consumer. You know, what is somebody going to benefit? I'm the one who wants to oh do that. The last, right.
1: ever since your mom and the meatballs, you you were just on a little cruise I control. And that co-host. was fine.
0: That should be the sh- that should be the new search.
1: Ron yeah. cut his audio, the whole thing, the, from the beginning.
0: <laughs> Retroactively <laughs> muted.
1: All right, go. Michael Ferrario oh, got it one this second. time.
0: Dude, you got Ferrario again? Uh, did you notice, um, what was the name of the, uh, oh, it used to be Locker Room? You notice Locker Room is now called the Green Room? Oh, is it? Ronick? have you seen this? Are you involved in this at all? He's not on Locker Room. I'm not involved, but uh, yeah, they've rebranded, so. I noticed also, who is, man, I am I feel bad. Ronick, stay on here. His Don't, name Ronick. is Patrick something. It starts yeah, with an M. Pat Mildowney, my old boss. Does he still work for Spotify? He yeah, must. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I noticed on there, because I jump into the chats after the like the live room. It's like Clubhouse, but it's like Spotify-owned. It's actually better than Clubhouse, too. That's a bunch of hacks over at that joint. Um, <laughs> it's fine. They're probably good people. I noticed, though, like everybody with the ringer has an R on their profile. like uh, And that's your affiliate. It says ringer affiliate. So Patrick gave me the R. I felt very privileged. What? I'm not I'm not cool enough to talk with these people yet. Like Chris Ryan was on there, although Chris Ryan gave us a shout-out. Hello. But is this like a scheduled thing now with the ringer? Like people are going on there, like after every game or something, Ronick? What's the inside scoop? They're definitely trying to trying to push it. So no uh, one asked me after some of the live <laughs> games. They're they're sending some of our NBA show out there to do live reactions.
1: Unless they're re-watching old Larry Bird games, I don't know if you're going to get. That I call. want in on one of these, Ronick.
0: <laughs> Spread the word. I want someone to ask me one time up to the stage.
1: I also want that question and.
0: Jesse, not so much. Ronick, really I just i feel I have a lot of faith in you. So I'll put the ask. Um, on, you know. We'll see. Well, you know, I wouldn't want to come across desperate. <laughs> hey, Mike wants to get caught. I mean, this. You know, we got to.
1: Aren't you desperate, though? I don't know. This is enough know. banter and joking. The tough yes. position
0: you're putting me in. You wanted me to ask, but not ask. I don't know. Ronic, I like when Ronick was muted better. Never mind. Ronick, I told you, you should have gone mute. Ronick, it's, it's not your fault. Nope, he did great.
1: Michael Ferrario. <laughs> This is this really segues nicely back into cards. Mailbag, which represents Big Mike and Jesse. OK, cool. which represents Mike and Jesse best? Woody and Buzz, Harold and Kumar or Thelma and Louise. I don't know who Harold and Kumar are. It's a um, movie. I don't know. They went to White Castle. Thelma apparently. and Louise. I really feel it's more of a of mice and men scenario. Like, a who's Linny, Lenny? Linny yeah, you know, that was my, like one
0: of my favorite books growing. I love that book. Let's be up. honest. How that many was the books first read? novel I ever read?
1: First and last.
0: Um, no, it's not, I think I'm, if we're being completely
1: honest, I read The Grapes of Wrath. I'll accept Lenny's
0: position in this. I used to read, read a scenario. lot of John Clancy books. Who's the lawyer book? Uh, who's the, the author? Um, Grisham? Oh, Grisham. A lot of John oh, Grisham's. You. David Baldacci. <laughs> you
1: know who you'd love? My 65 year old mother, she really loved all of these books. Too. Tina, oh, Tina, would I tell you right now, too. we're gonna you. give
0: Tina a show, note. we're giving Leanne a show because my mother in law is the biggest <laughs> oh, fan of the God. show on the earth. Oh, if this by show, far. if something ever does happen though, and our contract doesn't get picked up, I'm just gonna tell you right now, Spotify, be prepared for some calls. Leanne will have no problem tearing some of you people apart. She's our so. biggest
1: fan, uh, to a what fault. What was the I question? This is
0: too much. This is a banter question. Uh, Woody and Buzz is fine. I think I'm I'm cocky like Buzz was at the beginning. And then he gets pulled down to earth by Woody, who is the constant, just just steady, steady hand. <laughs> oh, that's it's a compliment to you and a that's slight Tom to my Allen. I'll take
1: that every day. Um here's another question back to cards, but more financial. You're the Tom um, Hanks to my Tim Allen.
0: That's a rough <laughs> I really liked it. But I'm it's not, my fault. It's, it's too again, like you said it. It's over. It's the early arrogance. We've already what, said that was it. my undoing.
1: Tommy Dightwig thanks yep uh from the Facebook can you take a minute and talk about how you manage tax ramifications
0: yeah you file everything of course mine is set up as an LLC like it has been for years um expect an audit because it's gonna happen mm-hmm. you start making money on baseball cards have you been audited I think I got a partial audit one year, yeah. But I I have a CPA. do it. Well, you know, I talk about Taylor all the time. I have a CPA that does everything. We have to file monthly stuff. For the run-of-the-mill guy, though, like, hey, taxes at the end of the year, if you do a certain amount of business on PayPal, you're going to get a 1099K. Keep up with expenses throughout the year. But here is one of the biggest, I don't know if misnomer is the word, but it's my favorite word in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys will say, hey, pay me friends and family. There's no fee. You know, and you try to get as many of those as possible, right? A lot of guys try to do that. Here is the issue with this. Anything, so my business PayPal is only used for card purchases and card sales. Every dime that I take into that PayPal account gets claimed. The reason I bring this up is there's going to be a discrepancy. Say you sell $100,000 over the course of a year, $40,000 came in as gift payments, friends and family. When you get your 1099K from PayPal, they only record goods and services. So some guys think I'm only going to claim the $60,000. Guess what? If the IRS looks at that account, they don't get to say, "Oh, well this 40,000 was from your friends and family. That's cool, we're not going to tax it." You will get taxed on every dime that comes out into that account. So just claim every dollar you make. When I make cash deals at a card show, I cl- I write those um I claim that money because I also write off when I make cash purchases. But like some of these guys think they're gonna out slick the system, and maybe they have for a while. Like, hey, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna write off all my tax buys, but I'm never gonna claim when I make money you know taking cash payments. Just just be up you know be straight from the beginning. It's tell much the easier. truth, guys. Well, I'm not it. trying to be high and mighty about this, but honestly, like otherwise, you stand an auditor, they're gonna rip your life apart, and you're gonna pay more at the end than you would have at the beginning. But but my thing would be just set up a PayPal account or Venmo, however you're going to do it, but only conduct business there. Autumn, the office manager, my sister-in-law, does, she knows now, everything that comes out of the account is a write-off. Everything that comes in is, is income. Keep up with it as best you can as early as possible.
1: There you go. Uh, Nathan Richmond. besides the incoming NFL QB rookie class, who else do you like for doing well value-wise,
0: rookies or proven players? Two, uh. You like Tua? I sub some more Tua cards today. I love Tua. I like Cam Newton, as I've talked about before. I actually think Najee Harris, I hate running backs. I think he's going to have a big year in Pittsburgh. Jalen Waddell, the, the second receiver pick there, he went to the Dolphins because I'm in love with Tua. I think he's going to have a big season. Um, what about I like, Herbert? Uh, no, I'm a sell on Herbert. I think he's higher now than he's going to be. I like A.J. Brown for the Titans because I think Julio Jones just provides so much relief for him there i'm a big aj brown fan um
1: but he's not a quarterback
0: brandon ayuk the rookie receiver last year for the niners played well before he got injured i think he's gonna have a big season christian mccaffrey is down from where he was i think he has a big year with sam Darnold as quarterback by the way i want an update next week somebody asked us about our star stock purchase we bought that Darnold card i want to buy something else and i want to see how that's done we'll do that next week though monday uh yeah there's plenty of guys out there um okay Oh, 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 uh, Rondale Moore, the second round receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I love that guy too.
1: Yep. Rondale, yeah, he's good. Um, Bam Nuju from the Facebook. With single
0: prices falling, do you see wax prices following soon? There, we I have. think we talked about this. Yeah, wax is down yeah. compared to. I mean, look at wax historically. Football wax is up because we have the most anticipated class ever. Not even close with the quarterbacks. But baseball is not has not come out as high as it's been in past years and basketball right now is is down than it's been as it's been excuse me down lower than it's been for the past two that's not necessarily a result of singles prices I mean the baseball class this year rookie class isn't as anticipated as last year and basketball it's not even close I mean the past two years have been ridiculous so, but it has come down look at yeah just look at pricing it's not ever going to come down though where like you're getting a box of tops chrome for 100 bucks that market's changed
1: mm-hmm Okay. Um
0: okay. Uh-huh. I couple more. I got to meet this guy to sell some boxes. So, so difficult to work with you.
1: Know? Move along, Jason Fielder. Mike, I know prices get soft. Fielder, every summer.
0: hardly. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you what? That's <laughs> what you chose to interrupt with. Okay, it's a good Jets. Jo- that's a, good. A
0: timely, timely yeah. joke. Bill would like that.
1: He'd like to know as prices get softer every summer, but every week, most of the top player cards are dropping
0: about five to ten percent. What's your guess on the, when we see the floor? Uh, I mean, a lot of it depends on sport. Like, we're not going to see the floor in the NFL until mid-season, at least, because there's anticipation and actual on-field performance. Basketball, I think I think we're seeing the floor now for some. Uh, the floor, though, in basketball will come into the off-season as well. Baseball, you almost always see the floor kind of during the middle of the year because there's so many games. But then it's like, You start to ramp up playoff hype. Other sports are done. You know, so I think the playoff, excuse me, the baseball floor will be. It's kind of right about now, maybe in the next month or so, but I was wondering if you were going to say that. Yeah, right about now. Um, I do want positive again. I think things are looking up.
1: Oh, I just got a message from my TSR over at Dell. He just gave us our five thousand six hundred follow on Instagram. 5,600, baby. That's funny that he's the second
0: text him back. Here's my notice.
1: (laughs) He's the second guy from Dell this week who just reached out to me randomly. He's like, hey, man, listen to you on the show. Just wanted to say you're doing a great job.
0: Hey, man, hate the banter. (laughs) Hate your co-host.
1: He and his words were, I'm sure you're not long for Dell, which that's never going to happen. They have too good of benefits. Unless Spotify, you want to hire a hire a guy? I'm going to go out benefits? On a limb
0: and say that's not going to happen.
1: Jen Allen David, thank you for the shout out. All right, back okay. to the question. Tim Gillum Gilman, uh for those of us holding a bunch of 2021 uh NFL draft class, what is the date that NFL uniform stuff starts to come out and in turn drops prices on their college uniforms? Oh, that's a good question, Tim.
0: Right now, start selling it now because the first licensed NFL product I don't have a release calendar. You have a release calendar? I, either way, you need to get moving on it quick. I know you don't, so I can tell by <laughs> <why> that childish, <laughs> giddy smile. <laughs>
1: I I'm had the calendar. Going. You just jumped too fast. Oh, well, it's too um,
0: late. Yeah, now's the time, Tim, for sure. Last one, because then I have one other thing I have to mention.
1: Oh god, It's not going to make be it good. good. Um, This one may take you a second. So he wants oh. to know... Eh, Mike, we're going to save your, your question. What is it? No, you got to do it now. <sighs> All right. He wants to know... Who's your f- flagship player or card for each sport? Basketball, okay.
0: baseball, hockey, football. Yeah. Jordan rookie. Uh, the Brady contenders rookie. The 52 tops mantle. And hockey, the 79 Wayne Gretzky. Uh, okay.
1: Let's see. He said you. W- his thought was the hockey ones correct. And he said, which one did you say baseball?
0: Uh, baseball, the 52 mantle. Yep, 52 that's what he said. Mantle. Which football? just
1: do the whole thing again Brady yeah I don't remember
0: I, I mean to me it's a Brady contenders card but you could argue like the, okay. the Brady Bowman to... chrome he said the Brady Bowman
1: and then the sure. base or the basketball one his was a little different he said the 69 Lou what? Alcindor I don't that's know that's the
0: dumbest one He said everything else I'm fine <laughs> with no no one cares about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's rookie Lou Alcindor the 69 it's a tall boy people hate the oversized card it's the Jordan Come on, Mike. You're better than this. It's Jordan. It's Mike, close.
1: you guys can have words separately. You want
0: to tell me it's the bird rookie? Fine. That, that was mailbag. So tonight I will be live in the Facebook group, Sports Cards Nonsense. I'm actually excited about this. I know I come across as a jerk and a scumbag. We actually try to give back to the community because we do like kids. Kids in the hobby. I'm glad they're here. Um, John on Facebook. I am i don't want to give out last. I don't know how that works. Anyways. So, this guy, as I think we already teased the story. If his kid got straight A's, he bought him flawless. He's going to be breaking. The kid finally got straight A's this year. I never came close to that. I remember the first time I got an F, though. I got grounded for six weeks.
1: Are we all stating obvious things right now?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You need straight <laughs> A's to work at Dell and sell computers and mouse pads, please. Burned him. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so, he got a box of two, uh, one briefcase of 2018 flawless baseball. Flawless, I love. 2018 was a crazy year too. You have Vlad, Otani, Soto, and Acuna, rookie stuff in there, not to mention like Ruth Card. I mean, so point being, he gave this to his kid. He recorded the reaction. I posted it up in the Facebook group because I thought it was awesome. Uh, The kid's super excited. Then he's like, hey, there's more to the story. If you want to go live and break it with Gio, you can go live in the Facebook group. So tonight, I'm going to go live from my phone, just kind of commentate, and then add him by video and have the kid rip the flawless briefcase tonight. Oh, that's cool. But I want to have this thing decked out for the kids, for the kid. I want like a few hundred people watching, which I think we will. Facebook shouldn't be a problem. So we're going to do that at 6.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Standard Time, Central Standard Time. Hmm,
1: good. Glad you told me about it uh, in this moment and not before. You're not going to be around anyway. Just
0: pop into the chat and say hi. What are you doing? I mean, it's Thursday night.
1: I will be with other kids, my nieces and nephews. So Okay, well, tell them to
0: watch it too. When's the last time I bought a card? That's fair. (laughs) Um, Atticus Eva get on it so I'm very excited about that I actually think it's cool I hope the kid um well I may have a little teaser surprise now I don't want to say it on air then hopefully he pulls something just ridiculously savage either way awesome gesture it was cool to see like a young dude like super super pumped about the card world still so I can be nice at times
1: not to me but yeah other
0: people that's true that's That's funny the checks you've gotten
1: the last few months have been pretty nice (laughs) that doesn't indicate niceness really 49% yeah. 49%
0: for what you do. I'm just kidding. You're doing great. <laughs> Why are you? Do- that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why would you? It's exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly- we, haven't, you know what we haven't heard in a while. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Um, Bill, if you're listening, I would like to know what you thought of the show. You don't have to, we don't have to talk about meatballs, but I would be very interested to see. So, I want to hear about meatballs. That's it. Ronick, thank you for your contribution today. Kicked in some knowledge. He saved the day with your Becky Hammond pick, which was not great. So, yeah, I think we're good. Jesse. Did you or did you not say that was my best? Jesse, excellent job staying serious and on point early, having your numbers ready to go, and then loosening up when you saw the time was appropriate.
1: Um, thank you, I guess. I don't really condone anything that you say or do. Um, right, I'm that's just it. here. We're brought to you by the
0: Ring of Podcast Network, Power by Spotify. <laughs> listen to some of your podcasts. Check out our website. What's some on there, feeling into cards it. And nonsense and social network media, whatever. Sports cards, just look at sports cards nonsense. We're all over the place. So we're done. See you Monday. Goodbye.